At photographycourse.net, you'll be able to swap your expertise with other photographers, make light instead of wishing for it, expand your portfolio, and receive feedback from professionals, all of which will develop your artistic eye. Photographycourse.net offers an abundance of premium courses and challenges for participants at every stage of their journey, from technical settings for portrait photography, to landscape composition tricks, to how to start your own photography business, we have everything you need to start shooting confidently. You can work at a pace that suits you. Our 52-week project challenge will provide you with the educational resources, encouragement, and support that you need to take great photographs every week. You can join us at any time as our themes are evergreen. You can also start by shooting every day and learning something new with our 365 Days of Photography course. Led by an industry expert who has mentored over 10,000 students, this course will help you take your photography skills to the next level with daily, bite-sized videos. Throughout the process of learning, you'll have access to a community that will provide you with inspiration and motivation. Get encouragement from other photographers every single day. Our current limited time offer comes with a special discount code exclusive to the listeners of this podcast. Get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Claim this discount by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join photographycourse.net and capture more than just a moment. Hello everyone, my name is Taya and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World Podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. In this episode, I speak with Kirsten Elsner, a National Geographic explorer and the founder of PhotoCamp. PhotoCamps are incredible workshops hosted by Kirsten and many other National Geographic photographers, and they help students build communities and learn about photography, and most importantly, tell their own stories authentically. In this episode, we talk about all of these things, Kirsten's background as a journalist, and much more. Please enjoy. Hi, Kirsten. Welcome to Great Big Photography World Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Please introduce yourself to the listeners. Hello, I'm Kirsten Elsner. I am a National Geographic Explorer. I'm the director of the National Geographic Photo Camp program and have been for the past 20 years. And I'm based in Annapolis, Maryland. Great introduction. I'm so excited to speak with you today. Before we talk about your amazing story, can you tell me more about your equipment and just generally what cameras and lenses you use? Sure. I am very a basic photographer at this stage of the game. I spend most of my time working on the PhotoCamp program, but I still love to do my own photography and I use a Leica, Leica M3. And I also use the same cameras that the students use when I'm out in the field on PhotoCamps with them. So during those weeks, I work with Fujifilm X-T3 cameras just right out of the PhotoCamp kit. So I'm using the same thing as the students are using that those weeks. Very cool. And in your free time, what kind of photos do you like to take? Oh, I'm a people photographer, although I've started to get more and more interested in nature photography, I think because I hang out with Nat Geo photographers out in the field when we're all working with the students. And so I would like to dip my toes into into that world a little bit more. But at the moment, I don't have the equipment for (laughs) nature photography, but I'm primarily a people photographer. I think it's so inspiring to spend time with other photographers in other genres. As you said, you get to spend time with people who also work for National Geographic. And it must be exciting to hear from them, to see how they work, and to get inspired in your own life to take maybe similar photos or 
yeah, it's, I think it's a very yeah. interesting situation to be in. Yeah. And, you know, the dynamic and one of the reasons that the PhotoCamp program was started and has continued is that I think everyone realizes that a lot of photographers work in isolation sometimes. You know, they work on their own, sometimes with a writer, sometimes with other uh, people on their team. But PhotoCamp is a very much of a team a team sport when it comes to the staff and the students. You know, there's 30 of us, 20 students, and about eight mentors and photographers and sometimes some community liaisons. But those eight staff and photographers and tech directors, every single time I hear from them that it has been an incredible bonding experience because they are used to working very independently and individually. And it's sometimes a lonely profession and just the camaraderie and working together as a team for the benefit of this group of young people is something that's really important to me as we continue working with explorers and photographers from Nat Geo all over the world on this program. So, yeah. Yes, absolutely. I can see why it would be lonely. I'm sure a lot of the listeners can relate to this as well, especially if they got started on their own and they work independently. It can be quite scary and lonely at the same time. So it's so precious when you do have a community of people who understand you. But yeah. let's to let's talk about PhotoCamp. So it's a program that supports the world by providing them with a healthy community where they can be creative and tell their stories, which I think is really amazing. How did you come up with the idea initially? Well, when I was a young photographer trying to find my way in the world of photojournalism, I found myself traveling around the world. I was shooting mainly for the New York Times, but I was a freelancer, so I also worked for like the International Red Cross and Red Crescent and uh, Reuters and wire services. And I, I, just, I remember very specifically being in Bangladesh after a cyclone and photographing young people there. And don't get me wrong, I have huge admiration and respect for photographers that still do that. But for me, I found that that didn't motivate me. I was very interested in young people, even I was younger myself, but I was very interested in the power of young people to share their ideas and shape the way that their own stories were, were being told. So back then, 20 years ago, now a lot of organizations are doing similar things, which I think is wonderful. But back then, it was kind of a unique concept to put the camera and the journal and the pen, you know, in the hands of young people, well, really in the hands of the people whose stories were being told. So that's how it was born. I organized a, or I started a program called Vision Workshops, which was a small nonprofit here in my hometown of Annapolis, Maryland. I still work under under the umbrella of Vision Workshops. We still do other projects around the world outside of PhotoCamp and mainly in my own community. But the idea was to, again, put the camera in the, the hands of people whose stories were being told. And we started out working with the juvenile drug court of Annapolis, Maryland. And the idea was to have these youth who were struggling with addiction tell their own stories and share their stories with one another and with their parents and guardians and foster homes and things like that. So that was really my first foray into this world. And from there, National Geographic Photo Camp was born. I had worked as an assistant for National Geographic in the past, so I knew some folks there and kind of shared what I was doing with them. And fast forward 20 years, we are deeply embedded in, into the world of National Geographic Society and, and doing this program with them. That's incredible. And I'm sure for all the students that you work with, but especially ones that are struggling, it must be very rewarding for them to know that someone is listening to them and someone 
is willing to look at their photos and to hear their story. I think that's something that can be very comforting for people, especially those who are going through a difficult time. Yeah. And when you think about it, everyone wants to be heard. You know, everyone wants their to be able to share their stories. And so what we lean into is, you know, we're not here to you know, make you tell your story in any way. We're here to listen and to encourage you to tell the story that you want to tell. And what better way than through photography, writing, storytelling? You know, the first day they're always sort of like, hmm, what's this going to be about? Is it a writing assignment? Is this school? You know, but it's nothing like school. It's a very camp kind of atmosphere. We have campfires in the evenings. And, but the main thing to your, you know, to the point of your question, we lean into asking them what stories that they want to tell. And invariably, you know, I read all the evaluations later and, and, and talk to the students I keep in contact with, with so many students afterwards. And from what they tell me, you know, they, they want to share their stories. I, I remember this one student, Abigail, I wrote about this actually in the book uh, that's coming out. She talks about the idea that she didn't realize it, but she now knows that her story is important and can inspire other people as well. So she had gone through challenging times herself. She um, came to Baltimore as a refugee and she gained confidence, I think, in her story and the fact that it could inspire other people. Definitely. It's very empowering. And it's great to have people like you who can empower students like that, who can mentor them in, in a safe and supportive environment that doesn't feel like school, as you said. I think that's also incredibly important to give them the freedom and the space to express themselves in a way that feels comfortable to them. Mm -hmm. So you have been hosting photo camps over the past 20 years, and I'm sure you've accumulated a lot of incredible experiences and stories. What was your first photo camp like? That was in 2003. We were still shooting film. <laughs> so in 2003, 2004, we, we shot film and we would scurry over to the photo lab in the evenings and get all the uh, prints, get all the film printed up and are developed and then we would stay up all night and like write their names on the backs of the prints that so we could have a review the next day so that was sort of a, a funny memory of that but it was a weekly program that first year in 2003 we worked with high school students in the dc area who were actually interning at national geographic society and there were 20 of them and we, we it was a much different format like i said it was weekly and we worked with three or four photographers, different photographers who shot for the magazine. They'd come in every week and we'd send them home with an assignment for the week and they'd come back and and review the next day. So yeah, it was much different than the format that it is now. I can imagine. And just as a side note, what was it like for you to transition from film to digital during that time? Well, just like everyone else, we were kind of scrambling to figure out what that was going to be like. But it's much easier, of course, <laughs> it's much easier and they are able to shoot more. Yeah, I mean, we had time to work on that too. I think the, the times that we were shooting film were, I think, 2003, 2004, and I believe starting in 2005, we switched over to digital. And, you know, there was a learning curve, but there still is today. There's new technology, new equipment, new ways of looking at things, new ways of doing things. So I see it all as like basically 20 years of learning and adapting and bringing in new ideas, new technology to make things easier because it's a very non-technical program, PhotoCamp. I mean, it, it can be. If students have a little bit more background and experience, we can certainly work on, uh, and we do work on the technical aspects of photography, but it's really 
the heart of it is that is about learning to, you know, guiding young people to see the power of their own voice, asking them what, what they want to show us. And of course, it's about composition and light and balance and all those types of things. But we don't dwell too much on on the technology for most of the most of the workshops that we do. I like that. Clearly, I'm sure remember the first photo camps that you've hosted. What about in general, what is the most memorable experience that you've had so far? Oh, that's such a hard one because there are so many. Like my life, I feel like is full to the brim with beautiful, memorable experiences at each and every photo camp. I came home from the last one that I did just 10 days or so ago. I was out in Wyoming and my husband asked, as he always does, you know, how was the camp? And I said, oh my gosh, the students were so beautiful. They were just incredible, really amazing. And he said, Kirsten, you have said that for 20 years at the end of every single photo camp. I just want you to know that. And that is just so true. It just struck me when he said that. So this is not a great answer, but I don't have like one memorable experience that sticks out. But I will say that all of these experiences had to do with a connection made, you know, an understanding uncovered of the story of a young person. I mean, they're all just like flashing through my mind right now, but there are dozens or hundreds of them. And they all have to do with like a a deep connection that was made between myself and the the other photographers too, we'll say this for sure as well. But a young person kind of like having that light bulb go on like, oh, my story is really important and these people really care. The editor might be, you know, another photographer that has stayed up all night and looked through all of my thousands of images in order to put that teaching moment up on the screen and highlight my work and ask me to write a caption or write an essay about that and tell an experience about it. So I'm not sure if that completely answers your question of one memorable moment, but hopefully that gives you a sense of how memorable it all is. No, it's it's a very good answer. I like it because it shows that you care about each and every single photo camp and each and every single experience that you have with the students is precious to you. So I understand that it's a bit difficult to answer that question. How has the National Geographic Photo Camp helped students? Well, by building community, I would say. Um, intergenerational me- mentorship, I think, is important. So by Yes, mentoring and guiding students with the sort of the power of the, well, with the resources that National Geographic has to offer. So by mentoring those students, and I would say, you know, there's practical applications as well. So building a community, asking young people to share their stories, those are all very lofty and important goals. But also, it is my hope, and I, and, and I know that students walk away with practical knowledge as well. So students, some of our students have actually applied for grants to become young explorers at National Geographic. I mean, that's not a huge amount, but those are practical applications that happen after photo camps. They understand, you know, what's next? What's next after photo camp? They can apply for grants, not only at National Geographic, but at other places. We bring in community, local community resources for them to understand the resources that are there for them in their own communities. We work with team leaders who are from the communities. So we just a little background, we divide the students into four teams and each team has a team leader that could be a National Geographic explorer, photographer from the region, or that comes in from from elsewhere. And then community uh, photographers 
that can also guide the students. So during that what's next presentation on the final day, those local photographers talk about maybe collectives or opportunities that are available in their own hometown. So not every photo camp alum decides to or wants to become a photographer. That's not necessarily the point. But I do believe that the ones that are interested in in a storytelling career or become interested in in that type of career, we want to provide them with practical knowledge and opportunities to help them. And in fact, I will say that in two weeks from now, we are running an alumni class outside of uh, or out of our headquarters in Washington, D.C. and bringing a group of youth who have expressed interest and have made headway on looking into storytelling careers. And they're all coming to Nat Geo headquarters for an alumni class so we can allow them or ask them to network with one another and with National Geographic and learn more about storytelling careers because it's really important for ones that are interested and ones that would like to stay connected with us to have practical opportunities and knowledge gained from the program. It's wonderful that you give them the opportunity to network with one another and with you as well and to get to know the company even better because I think that's also very empowering to share knowledge but also provide them with opportunities sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You, in the last 20 years, over two and a half million photos were taken by different students, and you've looked through all of them for Photo Camp Stories, which is a book that celebrates the program's 20th anniversary. Congratulations, by the way. What was, what was the process of looking through the photos like for you, and what did you keep in mind when picking photos for the book? Oh, well, that was a wonderful process. So the editor for the photo editor for the book was an incredible um, editor named Kathy Moran. And there was a writer, Victoria Pope. And so they were starting to compile everything, put it all together. So the process was we all got together and I have all these hard drives and we were just gathering everything throughout out of the ar- archives from the past 20 years. Um, even, you know, like I said, the negatives from the first couple of years <laughs> that we uh, were looking at physical prints and things like that. And it was, Kathy put together a beautiful edit and and I assisted with that by just institutional knowledge of the program, I guess, and just understanding where everything was. And, and also that process, an important part of that process was pairing some of the students' writings with the photographs. So the way that the book is set up, it's not like page by page, here's one photographer and here's the writing by that photographer. It's more of a creative mix of essays, pieces of writing blended with photographs that are from um, similar maybe situations or regions and things like that. So I think in the end, what you come up with is a narrative woven together of how all these stories connect and relate to one another around the world. And so that process was just like, it was like reviewing your old scrapbooks and just going through the journey moment by moment and photo camp by photo camp. There have been over 145 photo camps so far. And as you said, two and a half million images to look through and the amount of notebooks and writings and scans of their writings was pretty overwhelming at first. But then once we started diving into it, it all really came together beautifully in a story that, like I said, that that weaves together the stories of these generations of young people. And how exciting for the students as well, who whose work is going to be published in this book, to see their work in a book published by National Geographic. I mean, that's yeah. really something to be proud of. 
Yeah, yeah, it's their book for sure. I got a sneak peek of the book and I can confidently say that it looks amazing visually, but then the content is also very inspiring and just makes you think about different cultures, different ways of photographing, also motivates you to get up and pick up your camera. I think that those words that are, I'm really proud of the photographs because they are really strong, like Kathy Morant has edited for National Geographic magazine and exhibitions and things like that. And, and she was like, wow, these are really strong images. And then when you when you layer the words interspersed with the images to give context to these photographs and stories, I think it's really powerful. Definitely. And when is this book going to come out? November 7th. And I'm, I think you can still, we'll have to give a link for your readers. You can pre-order it on Amazon, I think in other places as well, but it officially launches November 7th. Wonderful. I'll leave a link to that in the description. So make sure to check it out. As someone with a lot of photography and mentoring experience, you know what it takes to capture a moment authentically and beautifully, and you've helped so many students, so I'm sure you are very knowledgeable when it comes to photography. What tips would you give to the listeners who want to improve their photographs? Well, I think my tips might be more big picture. There are lots of tips that can be gained on, you know, talking about composition and chasing the light, photographing, you know, in in good light and finding light that is Uh, meaningful to you to help tell your story, things like that. But I would say overall, if I were to give a my tip, it would be to lean into telling your own story, especially for young photographers. I was the same way when I was a young photographer. I wanted to get out there and go to, you know, Bangladesh and other places. And uh, I lived in Brazil for a while, actually, and worked for a newspaper there called O Globo. And that's valid and important. And it's a great way to to kind of get out there and explore the world. But I would also say, don't forget to tell your own story. Look in your own family, your own community, your own backyard. In fact, just very recently, I've started making portraits of my mom and interviewing her because she's always told me her interesting stories. But I thought, let's actually try to capture that. And we're making portraits of one another and asking each other to tell our stories to one another. Like, how often do people do that? I would say that that's one of my biggest tips is to don't forget to tell your own story because you're the only one that can do that. I love that. I love that you prioritize storytelling because I think it's at the heart of photography for many people. When they tell other people's stories, that's very interesting. But when they also tell their own stories at the same time, can give insight into what they do and it can also inspire others to do the same thing. So it's it's great that you're doing that with your mom. I think that's so it's very rare, definitely, even though photography is so popular nowadays. It's ironic that something like that would be rare, right? But it's it's great. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. What advice would you give to photographers who want to make a lasting impact in the photography industry and beyond? Um, I would say to find ways to, um, I always tell my sons, you know, you can create your own life. You can design your own life. So whatever your talent is, when I was young, my my talent was I, I thought it was you know photography. It was I was beginning to learn about photography, but I was also I think good at connecting people with one another. And so, you know, my advice would be to use whatever talents you may have, whether they're small or you know whether you think they're small, they're not. Try to give back in some way. Um, and I you know don't mean to sound preachy with that. Like everyone doesn't have to do it the exact same way. But if you can find ways to use photography to create some sort of connection or understanding. I think that that's something that at least has been important in my life. I think it's also rewarding 
and I'm sure you have experienced this many, many times given your the kind of work that you do, but it's very rewarding to give back to the community or to help someone, to mentor someone and to see the effect that that has in their life, right? It's it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. It certainly has made my life a lot more um, meaningful and I must say fun <laughs> because I feel like I'm not waking up every day just thinking like back in the day I was like okay my motivation each day was to get up and be on the front page of the New York Times that was I was just a young you know freelancer then and again a huge respect for people that that do that and and want to share the stories and and show what's happening in the world so nothing against that but for me personally I think my talents have been better used connecting people and also just using photography to create some joy and fun in the lives of hopefully in the lives of these thousands of young people that um, we've worked with over the years. That's beautiful. I want to go back to the beginning for a little bit because you mentioned the New York Times and you wanted to be on the front page before. At what point did you realize that you didn't want to strictly be a journalist in that industry? I think that was that moment that I described earlier when I was in Bangladesh. I was there for the International Red Cross and Red Crescent. And I remember really distinctly thinking, I don't actually know what it like what it is like to be a young person here in the aftermath of a cyclone. And I remember just hanging out with young people there. And of course, as as photographers often do, you know, I'm sharing my camera. Hey, do you want to take some pictures? Do you want to you know, and they, I just saw how interested they were in the camera. And I, I was speaking to them through translators and things. And I realized at that moment, they should be sharing this story. They should be showing this story rather than me. Mm, that was probably a profound moment for you. It really was. Yeah. And I came back and I remember um, putting together sort of a plan and a mission statement about what I wanted to create. And I didn't even know what it was at that point. But this is what it's become. It's become photo camp. It's beautiful that you were able to realize this through photojournalism and that you were so proactive about this new idea that you had and you enthusiastically pursued it. I'm sure it was a little bit scary at first because, as always, when it's your own idea, it's, it's difficult. You're not sure if people will accept it. Yeah. And also, you know, how was I going to make a living doing it? So I wrote lots of grant applications at first and and things like that. But I would say I didn't feel it didn't feel scary to me. It didn't feel confusing. I felt very certain about it. I felt like, oh, that's what I should do it. And I'll do it. And lots of people at the beginning said, oh, nice little idea. But no, that doesn't make sense. And I would just sort of be like, okay, cool. Not everyone understands it, but I'm going to do it. Like no matter what, no matter who was backing me or you know, how I was going to do it wasn't really the issue. The issue was that I was going to. That's an amazing attitude to have. Very inspiring. Thank you for sharing that. How can people find you online? Well, the first place is um, Instagram, of course, <laughs> at NG Photo Camp. So that is a great way to follow along with the, the stories and see what our students are doing around the world. And my personal, um, I'm happy to share my personal Instagram as well. That's a good way to contact me. Just DM me, and that is at Kirsten Elsner. We'll share all the links in the description. Make sure to check out Kirsten's amazing projects and her work and get inspired by her journey. Kirsten, I have one more question for you, and that is, what is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world? Well, I think I will go back to 
20 years ago when I wrote the mission statement. That was the first thing I did to start creating vision workshops, which became then PhotoCamp. And in my mission statement, I remember writing, I still have it handwritten on my bulletin board, (laughs) to use photography to create connection and understanding. And through this, to create a more peaceful and tolerant world. So that's kind of what I'm always hoping to achieve. And again, I know that's a big and lofty goal. How can a photography workshop create a more peaceful and tolerant world? But it's my belief that all of us can kind of get up every morning and do whatever we're going to do, whatever we're going to put our hands on and develop in our little piece of the world, if we can use that to create um, a more tolerant world, then that that's always my goal and what I hope to achieve. An eloquent answer. And it's amazing that your mission statement became reality. It, it is something that you're doing now through PhotoCamp stories, through the PhotoCamps themselves. Thank you so much for doing this and for sharing your journey with the listeners and with me. I really hope that you achieve incredible things with this, these experiences with the photo camp so that you continue to inspire many people around the world. Thank you so much. It's been really a pleasure talking with you. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you are inspired by Kirsten's story and that you take the time to check out photo camp stories as well as her photo camp workshops. I, as I mentioned in the episode, got a sneak peek of the book and I think it's very inspiring. The stories are empowering and thought provoking So if that's something you're interested in getting inspired by, then definitely check out her work and the book. If you like our episodes, please make sure to leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate your support. Just go to the supporter page in the description and you'll get a link to review. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week. There's a simple reason why PhotographyCourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to PhotographyCourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.